And this is the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were beside the sea, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe in you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the man in the wilderness, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The assembly may be seated. And grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't know if you're like me, but I like free stuff. Free stuff is great. Did I, did I need that quadruple extra-large Bulls t-shirt that said American Airlines on the front? No, but because it was shot out of a cannon, I couldn't live without it. I was willing to fight anyone sitting around me for it, right? I feel the same, too. It's like those, those wedding koozies that I got 15 years ago when I was a plus one at my then-girlfriend Katie's uh, friend's wedding. Did I need 15 koozies? No, but do I still have them? Of course. Why? Because they were free. We all like free things. The most memorable field trip I took as a child wasn't to a museum or to a play. It was to some construction trade expo at McCormick Place. And why did I remember it? Because I left with the biggest bag of swag one 12-year-old could ever imagine. I had everything you could possibly want. I had highlighters I didn't even know how to open. I had coffee mugs, although I didn't start drinking coffee for 10 more years. I had pens and laser pointers, all the things I'm sure my teachers just were thrilled to sit on a bus back to school with. Right? We love those things. And I think back and I would imagine that all of those companies at the time, I wasn't their target audience when they were spending all that money to advertise, right? A 12-year-old probably wasn't the target audience. In fact, they probably missed their mark a bit. But the truth of the matter is, is we've been reading scriptures, and as I was reading scriptures for this week, I think it's clear that even throughout scriptures, people love free stuff. Last week, Jesus performed one of his many signs in John's gospel, and it was a free buffet lunch for all of the people gathered, some 5,000 people in all. And as it turns out, the problem was this. The people were so caught up in their hunger for the free stuff that they completely missed the God who provided it, the God that that sign was pointing to. And today, we even see it playing out 
in the Exodus. The Exodus, which serves as our backdrop for our gospel here today, alluded to in our gospel itself. And the stage is set like this. They've been traveling for 45 or so days since finding freedom from Pharaoh. 45 days. Now, I don't know if you know this, they're going to be on the road for 40 years. But they're 45 days in, and we're told they're already complaining, which, as I prepare for a vacation myself, I know what that feels like. No sooner do we pull out of the driveway that the kids are hungry and have to use the bathroom. It's just how vacations go, right? That's what traveling looks like with any group of people. They just left the driveway, pretty much, and they're already hearing the complaints in the back. And their hunger is so great, we're told, that it blurs their memory. All of a sudden, they are pining for the good old days by the flesh pot. You remember those days, right? When they were enslaved to Pharaoh and backbreaking work and were subjugated as really non-human. Yeah, the good old days. It hardly took them any time for them to forget. And so Moses does the thing my dad always threatened to do. He pulls the car over. He pulls the car over and prays to God and says, God, you got to do something about this. I can't deal with this complaining. we got to intercede. And amazingly enough, not only does God listen, but God responds. And God says, look, I'm going to feed the people. I'm going to give them manna and I'm going to give them quail. But as only God can do, God also says, I'm also going to use this as a teaching moment because every moment is a teaching moment for God. And he says, listen, have your fill of bread, and then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. You know, in case you forgot that I am also the Lord your God, who like 45 days ago miraculously rescued you through the Red Sea as it came crashing down on Pharaoh and his army, but I digress, right? I am the Lord your God, and so eat so that you can remember. In other words, in other words, this feeding, this miraculous feeding of the Israelites in the desert is at the same time a divine revelation, especially, especially for those that have quickly forgotten the miraculous and divine revelations that God had previously done. And spoiler alert, it doesn't get any better. It ends up being a 40-year journey for a reason. Things are difficult. People quickly forget. It's a 40-year car ride, and Moses has to pull the car over quite a few times. And it's in similar fashion that Jesus, this last week and today once more, we continue to talk about it, has fed the 5,000 quite miraculously as a divine revelation, or as John calls it, a sign. A sign that he himself, Jesus, is the bread of life. And the sign must have clicked for the people. Because immediately, immediately the people say, this is the prophet who has come into the world. In other words, this is the one who we've been waiting for. And then they're so excited that last week we heard how the people came rushing to find him because they wanted to anoint Jesus as their king. And yet, yet moments later, hardly before the day is over, people have already forgotten and they're searching for Jesus, not because, of, because of they, they saw these signs, not because they understood who he was, but because, he says, they had their fill of loaves. He knows they're looking for him because of the free bread, not because 
of who he is. And so Jesus tries to explain to them, he says, look, this is, this is more than a meal. I am offering you a veritable buffet of eternal life. And the people hear that and go, great, I love a good buffet. Sign me up. What do we have to do? What works are you going to do? Show us the next sign. We can't wait. Jesus says, no, 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 it's not like that. In fact, here's what you got to do. You just got to believe. Just believe. That's all you have to do is just believe. And not in the signs themselves, but in the one who's doing the signs. In the one to whom the signs are pointing to. God, me, the bread of life who will sustain you eternally. That's all you got to do. And yet, as we know, and as the gospel plays out, the crowds and even the disciples themselves struggle with understanding what this all means. And I think we do too. See, as easy as it is for me to sit here and point my finger at how dense the crowds are, how dense the disciples are, I'm going to be honest, I do the same thing from time to time. I'm very, very quick to point to all the good stuff, right? I'm really good at pointing to the good stuff that our church provides. But I'm far less likely to point to the God who's found therein. The God who that good stuff directs our attention to. When someone new comes to our church, I go and I show them signs, signs of excitement, signs of life, signs of why you should be here with us. Signs like wonderful worship services, excellent programming, a new building, good food when we're allowed to serve it, wonderful people, and even an okay pastor. I point to all of these signs. This is why you should be here. Look at all the good stuff I can give to you or we can provide for you and your family. And yet I always stop short of pointing out the larger truth. That yes, while these signs are important, while yes, they are a mark of the church, they are also a mark of a God-centered community. They are a mark of God's presence in our community. They are a reminder that God is active here and among us. That we indeed are sustained constantly by the bread of life, which allows us to do these things, to provide these opportunities. Why? Because we've been nourished and because we want others to be nourished too. But I always stop short of that last thing. I always forget to, to close that circle, to close that loop. And that's what Jesus is trying to do today. He's saying, you're so close. You've seen the signs. You're excited about them. But now understand what they mean because they're bigger than what they seem to be. Because you see, when Jesus offers himself as the bread of life, what he's really offering the people is grace. Grace that satiates their hunger for justice. Grace, the grace that quenches their thirst for love and righteousness. Grace that feeds them both literally, but also physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And while grace is free, Luther always reminds us that grace is at the same time anything but cheap. Because grace, you see, is found on the cross. Grace is broken and poured for the sake of eternal life. 
for you and for me and for all people if we do the simple thing that Jesus asks us to do throughout time. Believe. Believe that because we have the bread of life, we are a part of that God community. Thanks be to God. Amen.